Speaking of not doing anything on it, D-Roy, what are you doing this morning? I'm not doing anything on it, that's for sure. Oh. Blue bonnet. Welcome to Death Piles and Taxes. We're excited to be here, aren't we, D-Roy? We're so excited that uh, Adam's upgraded. We got, hopefully they can hear it. Ooh. We got some new some new microphones. We some, got some power mics. New equipment coming in. Adam's investing into the product, and uh, yeah, we're excited. We're, we're all kinds of excited. Yeah, these came from your, your buddy, Mr. Ashworth. He yeah. gave us the, the heads up. You're on fiddling with your fat over there. You all right? I'm trying to make it to where I can re- re- relax a little bit more. Welcome to Death Piles and Taxes. We have got some uh, some great news today, D-Roy. Have I told you about the great news? Um, maybe. I don't know. Uh, we are less than, what, three weeks away from you coming in and know. getting your taxes done? Oh, no. By the time this probably airs, that didn't know. It's probably, yeah. It'll probably air. Um, yeah, it's tax time. Are, are you ready yet? Well, you know, I uh, figure if we just go off last year's numbers, it'll be pretty pretty close. The problem is we can't go off last numbers because I, I just got the like year summary from PSA ream of paper. Like it cost me a ream of paper to print out <laughs> your receipt. You're probably more ready for for uh, my taxes than I am. Then. Wow, wow! I, I know that there was a big. I was kind of hoping for like you know that uh, frequent flyer miles, but for PSA and. They that haven't, would be nice. They haven't given me anything. They should yet. have something like that. So, D-Roy, what's uh, what's new in your world? Well, I thought we'd talk. We talked a little bit uh, during the week. Uh, me and Adam, we talked now more than we we used to. Always save everything for the we, podcast. We did, yeah. But we got talking. We ran into each other over the weekend last weekend. Oh. And I think I think that's a good. I think that's a good road to walk down. Well, for those of you that don't know, like I said, we're here in the uh, beautiful uh, Utah mountains. The Mount Majestic. We're, we're in the mountains. <laughs> we're sitting up here in a cabin in the woods. The, the Red Cliffs. Um, you know, we're big into sports, and uh, the NBA just had its um, all-star weekend, and uh, D-Roy's own personal favorite friend, uh, Ryan Smith, and Gary Vaynerchuk had a little uh, conversation that I was able to go up to. Half of them follow me on Twitter. <laughs> that is a true statement, so... Yeah, we had the all-star yeah, weekend all-star, here. Uh, weekend came to town. Um, I was so... I, I have some mixed feelings going into it. Last year, when uh, when did they announce it? Might be a couple of years ago. No, they announced it because I was in St. George in a crummy little hotel going to an outdoor retail show um, down in St. George at least three years ago, and that's when they announced it. All right, so maybe three years ago I had the idea. Uh, I know for sure last year. I always like watching the Saturday night competition. Yeah. And for people that don't know, they'll do like a skills challenge, like the three-point contest, the dunk contest. Some of those events are held on Saturday. I haven't really watched or cared about the All-Star Game for, I don't know, 15, 20 years because it's just, uh, there's no, it's not a game. It's, it's an exhibition and there's no defense play. There's no, you know, clogging up the middle. No one cares. No yeah. one tries. And it's fun to go see all the players and, and they all put up big numbers. But for me, whatever. That wasn't my thing. But I thought, man, I'd really like to go to All-Star Saturday night. So, uh, you know, about six months ago or whatever, I got kind of looking for tickets and they denounce like the the Rising Stars games. You know, you can buy some tickets to this, the Celebrity Game. So I was kind of monitoring the Ticketmaster and stuff. Never, never came up an opportunity to buy tickets to the Saturday Night uh, Game or Exhibition or whatever you want to call it. And the All Star Game was just priced so I mean, just ridiculously high for. I mean, I get it was spendy. It, it's kind of like a, a week or two ago, Super Bowl was being played or whenever that was. And the cheapest ticket to the Super Bowl is like three, four grand, something like that. Yeah. And that's all for corporate people. And you just kind of think, well, that's 
once in a lifetime if your team plays, you go to it. So I kind of had the same thought of like, well, the people that are going to these events are like, you know, executives and all that. But then I thought, well, it's an all-star game. It's not the NBA Finals. I don't know. I, I just couldn't find a ticket like under six grand, well, not six grand, 600 bucks, really, until it's like the day before. And then they might have kept it out of three or four. But it was just nowhere in the, I'm not going to be able to pull this one off. Do you know all about supply and demand? I mean, there's... there's all I've been having to be the guy selling tickets. There's, yeah. There's only so many limited spots and just... When did NBA become less corporate sponsors than anyone else? I mean, well, once like the Super Bowl, you're watching the championship game. The, the All Star game, you're watching yeah, a bunch of guys but, dinking around on the court. Same with the but here's the, the All Star whatever Saturday night. Here's the difference again. You know, supply and demand. You know, quantity. There's you know minimum four to seven games in the NBA Finals, and the reality is it's just two teams. Like the All Star game, this is everybody. Like, this is the best of the best in one spot. So, yeah, And that's why I wanted to go watch some, some of it. Anyways, so I gave up on that dream and thought, well, we'll still go up because there's supposed to be all these free things going on around town. Oh, like yeah. The Galvin Center was supposed to have this big thing. Down at the uh, down Gateway Mall was supposed to have, you know, some stuff. So I got uh, my brother and my wife. And I said, let's just go up because the, uh, the trains and stuff. So all the uh, public, transportation. public transportation was free. Yeah. So I thought, well, if nothing else, that'll be a good time. We yeah. can just go ride around. Go ride the bus. I mean, do you always still have things? Well, turns out that was, uh, I mean, everybody had that idea. Here's the thing. Utah is full of thrifty people, cheap people, whatever you want to call it. People that... Uh, Jimmy Cheapy Pants. There's a lot of people in that boat. And these same people have a lot of kids. Several. A lot of kids. Plethora. And they don't want to go take their kids out and, like, go do something because that costs money. But when the train's free... Everybody's on the train now. Where are they going? It don't matter. They're just riding the rails to go up and down. This is something for the kids to look out the window all day. So I mean, the state's amazing. They did that one dress like Thomas to train. I mean, they're really smart. I mean, well, know. this was a free train day for the weekend, so a lot of the people on the train weren't going on the All Star game, and they've been on there for hours. I mean, they weren't moving, <laughs> riding so, up and down. Yes, exactly. And uh, I heard one guy say to his kid, like, when I hop on a train, I don't have a destination in mind, son. We'll just see where we end up. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So we were standing on the train, and that's fine. And we got up there, and then... You're yeah. standing on the train. Oh, that's yeah, it was standing room only. Wow. And so wow. Uh, we, we go down to the downtown, uh, to the, the Gallivan Center, which, for people that don't know, is like... It's kind of like a... It's in the middle of the downtown area of Salt Lake City. Yeah. And they were supposed to have a bunch of events and stuff. We go, there's a few, a few food, food trucks, and there's a band playing, and there's probably, I don't know, I'll be generous, there's probably 50 people there. Yeah. And I'm like, this ain't it. Like, there was no NBA anything, you know, no basketball. Uh, they had a few art displays. It was whatever it was. But it was cold outside. Yeah. They had, like, a little skating rink. So I'm like, well, this wasn't uh, this wasn't what I was coming for, No, basically. So uh, we walk around for a little bit. Then there's skateboard kids out on the road skateboarding. And, and there's, like, the security people that don't want them skateboarding around. So they're kind of jawing back and forth. Well, this homeless guy standing there. Oh, jeez. And uh, the kid, uh, the, one of the skateboard kids, tells yells at the security to, to lick an orifice of him. And uh, oh boy, he's pretty vocal about it. The homeless guy takes umbrage to that and says, "You're not going to talk that way." So the homeless guy is going to confront the skateboarding guy, and this is right in front of one of the news centers downtown. So I'm thinking we're going to be on the news. I'm going to see, I'm going to see something. But the skateboarding kid, uh, you know, skateboarding's not a crime or anything like that. I'm skater died, but. He, he's making his way down the streets yelling back uh, profanities at this homeless man who's going after him for uh, for saying these kind of words. And Anyways, I was, at that point, I said, oh, we need, to get, we need to get out of here. 
you know, I don't end up there. So he got back on the train, and there's a convention center downtown called the Salt Palace, which is where the jazz used to play. Um, and they're having some sort of an event there. So uh, we're like, oh, well, we'll go check that out. And lines, I mean, lines it, were... It was around the corner. It was, it was a big old line. Double-sided around the corner. And so uh, we're, we're walking up there, and we said, well, is this the line to get in, or is this the line to get tickets? And so we decided to walk up towards the front a little bit more, and uh, we saw we saw that other line was a little thinner, and so we got over on that side, and I got standing next to a gentleman, and we kind of got talking and stuff, made, made some good friends with this gentleman. Before we start, then, as <clears throat> you get a little deeper into the story, being kind and, and talking to people, it gets you a really long way. And, and Derek is the quintessential... Um, and I feel like I'm kind of the same way, like, you know, even our Uber drivers, like, people still like to talk. You know, conversation is king and learning to have conversation. Um, so don't just, I mean, we always want you to listen to Death Piles and Taxes. But if you have an opportunity, pull, pull it off and, and talk to somebody. And yeah, these will be the, the fruits of your somebody. labors. So so we're standing next, and I, I don't know who started the conversation. He might have asked us a question or, or something, but uh, we got talking. And, you know, we're like, is this the line to get in? You know, go back and forth, and we're like, we really don't know what we're doing. We came up from central Utah, essentially, to just, you know, gawk. And he's going in because he just wants to buy some more gear. He was in there the other day, but he's got to buy some stuff for, for Grandma and some of the people. And we said, oh, well, you know, where are you from? He's from down in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we're like, oh, why are you, you know, just kind of like, what, what are you here? How are you liking it? And that kind of thing, just kind of BSing with him. And come to find out his son is playing in the in the G League, Ooh. and he's going to be in this Rising Stars game. And Mac? Was, it, was his son Mac the, the kid that did the dumb contest? No, no. His son wasn't Mac. Okay. That's the only person I know in the G League. Yeah. Now your friend. Yeah, this kid was right up high school, some big uh, kid out of Georgia. So, anyways, got talking with him. I think we were the only ones that were friendly to him the whole weekend because at that point he's like, we're buds. Yeah. And he takes my phone, he puts his contact information oh. in there, and uh, and we're going we're gonna to be friends, I guess. So, uh, anyways, we get up to get into the building and it's sold out. Okay. It's sold out show. 40 bucks of an adult to get in, $20 for a kid. It's kind of like a convention center. I was there. I Sh- had tickets. Should have bought tickets in advance. I wasn't planning on doing it. And he's kind of upset because, <clears throat> I mean, he's got tickets to everything, and they gave him wristbands, and he's kind of explained this whole system to us, and, and he can't get in, but he's just going in to buy some some sweatshirts and stuff for Grandma. Swag. So they're like, oh, well, that's the way it goes. And we go off to the side and kind of talk, and he's like, hey, if you guys are up tomorrow, i got some tickets to the game. I might have some stuff for tonight, you know. So we made for I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Whatever. That, that's fine. And we kind of go on our way, and we're like, hey, nice meeting you. I hope you enjoy your stay. We get halfway across the building because we're going to go back down and, and the other spot of town. I get a text from him, hey, you guys get in? And I'm like, nah, we, we just gave up on that dream or whatever. He's like, oh, I just got in through, uh, you know, it's on agent that I know or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, hey, if you want to get in, I can get you in. <laughs> <laughs> so turn about face and, and get going back that way. And he's trying to tell us how he got in there. And I'm not really following what he's putting down because he's like, I was at the Hyatt, but there's this back door and you have to go right three times and, you know, there's a secret elevator almost kind of thing. And you go up that, to, and I'm like, I don't know about all that. But uh, we got back around, and there's buses in front of this uh, hotel. <laughs> and I look at the bus, and it says skills, uh, skills competition participants or something like that. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, these are all the people, these are all the people that are going to go to that event that I want to go to. And there's kids out with basketballs and stuff. I'm like, oh, this might be kind of cool. Just to see them get on off the bus. It was about, you know. It was about that right time. And it's this nice downtown hotel, so I'm like, oh. So we just kind of hang out there for a little bit. I'm like, oh, see some players, if nothing else, maybe get some pictures. Who knows, you know? And uh, 
there's this guy from Idaho who comes up to talk to my brother. Okay. Hey, you know, Idaho people might as well be like Canada to, to me. I don't know. <laughs> they're just, they're friendly, but they're a little, little, little different, a little off. Hey, you guys, you guys from around here. And again, he's just talking to it. Like you talk to him, like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, oh, the basketball. When this pop up? Yeah, it's like, oh. They came down from Twin Falls, you know, so his kids could have a chance at seeing some NBA stars or so. I don't know, whatever. It's something to do for a day trip. And like, oh, so, you know, talk to them for a little bit. They're a little goofy, but, you know, meanwhile, I see Kevin Durant. Oh, KD. KD gets off the bus or on the bus or something, and the people just start going nuts, you know, start oh, going yeah. nuts. Like he's going to come over and sign or do anything, but. It was kind of cool to see him, you know, his I, ball cap. I didn't know that. No. So I was like, oh, that's Kevin Durant. And then uh, there's somebody that I think was in a three-point contest, red-haired guy. I think I saw him, too. I can't remember his name. Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, might as well be. And uh, so I'm kind of doing that, and uh, this guy sends me a text. He's like, no, seriously, where are you guys at? Like, I'll get you in. And so I kind of, he's like, send me a picture. So I sent him a picture. I'm like, we're just by the bus waiting for, for people loaded on off. We thought it'd be cool to see the players. He's like, well, go around the corner, and you'll see uh, a mural of, like, they got players on the glass. Oh, yeah. And go to the next door over, walk in, and go to security. And I'll come down with uh, some credentials and get you in. And I'm like, is this guy serious? We just met him in line like a half hour before, you know. And uh, sure enough, we're like, okay, well, we might as well. So we walk through there. We get to security, and they're like, what are you guys doing? You got to move. You got to leave. And I said, oh, we're just waiting for somebody. And they're kind of giving us that look like, yeah, you're waiting sure for somebody. Because, I mean, you know, I... I'm a short white guy. Yeah. I don't look like I'm waiting for anybody in the <laughs> circles. And then my family probably follows kind of the same same suit. It's not like we look like we're dressed up to, to go meet and greet anybody. No, no. And uh, we just kind of threw on hoodies or whatever for the day. So they're kind of like, give me the eye or whatever. Well, sure enough, here comes down my, my new friend, and he has, like, this guy with him. And uh, my new friend, I'll just say it for, for people, we're of different ethnicity. I can't say ethnicity. Ethnic. We're different ethnic. Ethnic group. I can't talk. <laughs> but do too many podcasts. So we don't look alike. Uh, he's a little taller. He's a little darker. I'm a little squatter, and I'm a little wider. <laughs> yes. And so that, that plays into the story here. So security's like, what's going on here, whatever? And the guy's like, you need to let these guys in. And they're like, what? And this is like the guy with, with my new friend. Yeah. And he, I don't know. He's like a coach or an agent or something. He's like, these guys are family with him. <laughs> no, and they're kind of like giving the eye and he's like yeah these are his friends and fa- they're not friends and family these guys they're family and here's they need to come in here's my credentials or whatever and you can tell the security wants to say something they want to say something they're looking us up they're like you guys are family he's like oh yeah, yeah these are my family you need to let so the security wants to say something but obviously they can't because he can't say nothing you know you'll get sued and they're not going to say show me the, the pedigree chart or whatever and so, sure enough, they have to let us in. We come on, and at that same time, I'm, I'm texting with you that we're coming in the back door. Oh. And, oh, and so we're we get in family. there. We get in there, and we're family, man, because all because we were nice to this guy in line, which I don't think, obviously, his time in Utah hadn't been uh, real friendly up until this point, because we chatted for a while, and, you know, he was trying to stay a few different places, and I just don't think anybody was, like, that friendly with him or, or asked, you know, how he was doing or whatever, and... Uh, so we get inside, we thank him, and we take a few pictures, and he's like, all right, guys, enjoy. I'm like, yeah, and that's about the time I'm texting with you, and uh, he said, I'll, I'll let you know if I get some of those tickets or, or whatever, and goes off to do his shopping, and then, then I run into Prumpy, and we kind of tell you the story, an oh, abridged yeah. version. Oh, yeah. 
And and the thing that shocked my my wife and uh, Aaron, my brother, the most is you just said, yeah, that's how D-Roy rolls. Like you weren't even like, no, I wasn't. He wasn't surprised at all that we got into the sold out event through a back door because I met a guy and talked to him. He was like, yeah, that adds up. <laughs> that just works. I mean, we. Uh, I, I, I don't know. And I'm sure there's lots of people who have the same experience. And if you're probably listening to this podcast, you're an outgoing, fun, enjoyable person. And life is about connecting with people. And I still got a really good friend that Derek and I met. Uh, Kinda the same way. Probably 13. I don't even know if I was married. Maybe 14 years ago. I think we had just gotten married because we were still living in the basement over there. Uh, <clears throat> there was a BYU TCU game. And, uh, you know, back in college game day, I mean, we were. You know, we're still like sports, but when we were younger, we liked sports. We, uh, my wife still says, it's so funny. She, uh, when, when I got married, I was living with our buddy, old Michael Durbin, and we had a house that, you know, this is like 15 years ago. So technology isn't what it is now, but we had a big screen TV, and then we had set up three other TVs around it so we could watch all these different games at one time. And my wife's like, I didn't know that you liked sports that much. I'm like, you were at the house. How did you not know we didn't like <laughs> we, we didn't like sports? You get to know me at all, huh? So, anyways, we were there. I didn't know you like sports that much. I know. Like, wow, real we're, observant there, baby. Talk baseball stats, I guess. Um, you were busy doing other things. And so, Derek and I were, uh, you know, at the pregame at the back college game day was coming to to Provo, and uh, we, you know, we did it right. We we showed up. We did it all night. We we knew what we were doing. We had other friends that were moving furniture at the church that couldn't show up. You know, we had friends, I think, that may have wanted to come down, but we did. We stayed all night. And it started raining. It wasn't yeah. an easy night. No. Sitting out on a, on a camp chair in a parking lot full of uh, BYU fans. Yeah, it was there. And, and you know, and well, we that, were, wasn't our, uh, that wasn't our fan base. No, and, and uh, yeah, it was about 4 or 5 in the morning, and some guys kind of rolled up, and we weren't wearing the, the Cougar swag, so they came up. and well, same They kind of got, got shunned, if you remember. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they were kind of getting ridiculed and shunned. They were wearing the TCU purple, and, and the people were giving them a hard time. People are just dead. And so Adam said, we're going to go talk to those folk. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, that is how it worked. I went over and, went over said, and talked to them. Yeah, because they were kind of getting the uh, the business given to them. Hey, boys, come on. Hey, what are you, what are you guys doing? And uh, Derek's good wife, she ran down to the, the, the store, the corner store, and got them some coffee that morning. Well, yeah, they couldn't get coffee because... Uh, those, those that don't know, uh, we live in a weird we place. We live in a weird place. We do. We really do. Uh, and it'd be easier today than it was then. But you can't buy. Like, you can't have coffee at BYU because they have different rules or regulations. And they've, or and they've loosened them because now you can buy a, a caffeinated beverage. <laughs> you can't, but you still can get a coffee. Uh, so, anyways, these guys are like, "Where, where can you get?" Coffee? Well, we got talking to them. Yeah, and they're from Texas and uh, good greater guys you've never met, and we're just kind of having a fun time. And they're like. What's wrong with these people? Like, I mean, you know, they were just giving them the business, and they said, "You know what? We can't get a cup of coffee around here." And we said, "Oh, we'll take care of that." Yeah. Like, what do you want? And so they said whatever they were into. And me and my wife went, ran up the. Uh, we knew we knew the closest convenience store. Yeah, Derek Somehow knew where knew, it was. We knew where we could find. He knew where you could get a good cup of Joe. Well, I don't know if it was good or not, but we came back and gave them that. And I remember their friends that they ran into. You know, yeah, they're the, from their TCU, the same too. TCU fan base, but a little later in the day, they had a cup of coffee. Or I mean, later a couple hours, like whatever it was, and they were just bad. like, "Where did you get that? How did how, you got coffee? Like, is that coffee? Not hot chocolate? How? How did that happen?" Like, well, we met some boys. Yeah. We met some boys, <laughs> and and that just kind of spun. You know, we didn't really say much or do anything, and parted our ways. And you know, fate had it. Right after the game got over, we're walking through the street. And keep in mind, this is like sixty five thousand 
People's Stadium. A lot of them left early because BYU got smoked. See you later. Have fun. You know, we, we couldn't mind, but, you know, throw it in. Um, anyways, and, uh, you know, we're walking down the street, and sure enough, there, there's our, our TCU buddies. And we get, oh, they were so pumped and excited because it was a big game. Oh, when yeah, college yeah. game day was there, they were ranked. Anyways, at that point, that's when we exchanged uh, numbers. And then a year later, came out, and we did it, did it right, took them to the big Rhodesio Steakhouse when Utah – Got, got the same thing by <laughs> same TCU. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of reversed. And uh, then the year later, Derek and I, we, uh, you know, our friend says, hey, you know, TCU's playing at Boise State. You guys want to come? And we're like, of course we want to come. So we uh, decided to, you know, get in the, the Prius and drive up to uh, there. And, we were in whatever you were on uh, those days. The Saturn. Yeah, we were in the Saturn. And, uh, you know, this just just because of that. And the yeah, honeymoon suite, that was one of our first episodes. Yep, that, the Jackpot Nevada honeymoon suite with the Jackal. Um, so, yeah, we rolled up there and, and talked to talked to our buddies and had a great time. He even had extra seats for us. He had so so. I, he don't listen to the show. It don't matter. <laughs> this guy was pretty wealthy. And his dad was pretty wealthy. Texas Christian University is a pretty wealthy university. Yes. This guy was doing pretty well in life. He has this a was, racehorse at the Kentucky Derby. This game was sold out. And like one of the biggest games ever in Boise State at the time. <laughs> this is back when they were really, really good. Oh, they were TC cranking. Really oh, yeah, yeah. They hadn't lost at home in like decades. It was like, yeah, like like three times in the whole decade. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things. So. This guy had so much money that he bought extra tickets around us so that we'd have extra space and spots for our feet. And he's oh. like, hey, you go ahead and put your feet up there. No one's going to come. We're like, well, let's sell that game or whatever. He's like, no, nah, I bought those tickets. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, that's when you got money. That's a flex right there. When you buy tickets to sell that game so you have extra shoulder room because you know the Husky section's coming or whatever. But, yeah, it was. That's, uh, that's how the Rose Bowl ended up being. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. TCU ended up winning that game oh, on the field over, goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy Dalton was there. And, and uh, so, yeah, after that, then Chris and I, we still text frequently. I mean, we text about every week uh, during the season, you know, especially the big games. Send them some pictures from Florida and, you know, so. Good times had by all by just being kind. Just being kind. And that's with reselling stuff. Like, you never know what it's going to open uh, relationship-wise. If you network, who knows what. I mean, this guy, we were just standing in line just talking. Like, yeah. I didn't know his son played in the G League. Or, you know, apparently some big point guard. Who knows? He's eligible for the draft in a couple of years. He decided not to go to college. But I was looking into it. And he was being recruited by by the big boys of the big boys. So, yeah. uh, good little ball player. Um, hopefully, he, he ends up doing well. But... I've texted with him a little bit since, kind of like you're saying with, yeah. with that. I'm just like, hey, hope you enjoyed your stay. So, yeah. You know, we meet up the next day or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, next time I'm in town, I'll I'll get with you guys, whatever. But you just never know what's going to happen. And that wasn't the point. The point is just be nice to people and kind of talk, especially if you can see somebody's not comfortable or outside yeah. of their element. Like, just go over and say, hey, how you doing? Like, that could go a long ways in life. It's just like, you know, we tell our kids on the playground. If there's a kid in the court or there's kids, somebody out there that, you know, you can tell us. Uh, not being included, go include them, man. Like, worst thing that's going to happen is you have to ditch him like five minutes down the road. Like, yeah. worst thing that's going to happen is he's kind of a weirdo, and you're just like, hey, uh, cool, nice to meet you, and you go back into line, whatever. Best case, he Be- best case, you're going to the football games with him or whatever. Best case, you end up being uh, perumpy, and he just fits right in the group, and 20-plus later, you're like, where'd this guy come yeah, from? Yeah, you're, you're doing a podcast with him. Uh, so anyway, so we go through the back door and get into the, the conference, or I call it a conference. It's more of a convention. It was, yeah, it was, I mean, they had basketball hoops everywhere. Yeah, and it was it was a fun event. There's a lot of things to see and do. I was expecting to be able to get more collectible type things. I thought there'd be yeah. some cards and some some different things. Uh, I bought out Jerry Sloan's uh, estate. We've talked about that. Or I bought out a good portion of Jerry Sloan's estate at one point. 
And his wife had binders and binders from these, you know, inside jams from, from these all-star events. And a lot of them had, like, magazines and cards. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, there's going to be things like that things like that I can pick up and, and be able to sell. Or they had people doing autographs, uh, signings, and that kind of thing. So I thought I was going to be able to go around and kind of work at the booths and get some exclusive things. I know uh, last time they were here, which was like 30 years ago, they had these upper deck cards where there's still a Michael Jordan card in there that does pretty well. Yeah. I've been able to pick up a few of those over the years. So I thought I'm going to have some some of these opportunities and stuff. Really wasn't. Uh, it was, you know, it was interesting to go see, but yeah. it was just a bunch of basketball hoops. It was, uh, there was a full court in there. There was like a 20, 30 foot oh, hoop. There was I mean, tons of stuff. In there. And they had different things like Adam went and heard the, Gary and and uh, Ryan talking yeah. about they had different kind of like it was almost like a comic con for basketball. It was, and the cool part is, is and that's what I did is you know I had the event and that was my whole purpose. I went up, talked to Gary, and you know I had a you know quick conversation with him. Nothing, nothing too meaningful, but yeah, it was fun. It was good, you know. And I, uh, it was one of those things I wanted to do. So, so yeah, so we ended up uh, leaving that. We went down to the the mall. Where they're supposed to be having some stuff too. Maybe we went too late. I don't know. But yeah. they had, they were broadcasting the the skills event on the TV, and I was like, let's just get home. It's getting cold, and there's all these people want to get out. So I was kind of disappointed in Salt Lake didn't do as much as I thought they would or could do. Yeah. I thought they could have had a lot more. Uh, the Galvin, they could have put up some hoops. They could have had some vendors. I know there's other things that I didn't get to or get yeah. to see. So uh, one of my, I guess I'll call it a regret. Uh, I've been talking with these Thriftwood people going for years, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever said their name till now, but this this uh, place, it's like this little shack mm-hmm. uh, in Provo, and they had us over at one point, and they, they were looking at some of my stuff, and I was kind of working with them a little bit. They'll hit me up every now and again and say, hey, man, do you want to you know, sell us your stuff or come down or show us your stuff or whatever? And I'm really kind of like, they just want to do a bulk buy. I'm kind of pricing them, piecing them out individually, and I'm like, I'll just wait for the for the bigger money. I'll have to talk with them a little bit. Well, they had a, a pop-up store with, like, I don't know. There's these bigger brands. I'm yeah. not sure. But it was a pretty big deal at the Gateway Mall. And apparently it was quite the success. Well, yeah. a month or two ago, they contacted me. And they said, hey, do you want to bring your stuff down and be a part of this? You should have. I should have. I, I never got back to wow. them. I was just like, oh, I'll think about it, whatever. I missed a big opportunity. I missed a big opportunity there. I think I could have yeah. made a, a lot of money selling a lot of my stuff, and yeah. I, I didn't do it. So uh, that's another thing. Going back to the networking, they're the ones reaching out to me. I'm the one that uh, dropped the yeah, ball there. Derek's so. ghosted. He, they're like that girl who like showing a little interest in you, you know. But Derek, like he's done before, he left him hanging. I left him hanging. Well, part of it is was my original time. I went and talked with them. I wasn't. They didn't blow my skirt up too much. I mean, I, I was talking with them and. They kind of were lowballing a little bit, which I get. I do the same thing. And then I was like, well, I'm not really. He was judging the book by its really. cover. And I said, well, do you guys want to come on the podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. So then I was trying to get him to come on the podcast and stuff. That never lined up. So now they want me to go do something. I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to not probably do that with you since you won't come do this with me. Yeah, and, and anyways, yeah. it only ended up hurting me in the long run because I saw they had like, I mean, jazz players going down and buying stuff. Oh. Oh, they had a bunch of this vintage stuff. And I have, you a know, lot I have a lot of stuff. Down. So. Uh, the other thing that was kind of comical to me is, uh, well, Carl Malone's back in town. He's back in the news. We're not going to get all down that window, but Carl Malone around here, NBA All-Star, uh, MVP. I got some good stuff from him. Yes, you do. And so I was kind of trolling it out to the Jazz. I'm like, buy this crap from me. Like, yeah. it belongs, after I went to that thing, they have a lot of these displays and stuff. I'm like, this belongs in one of those. It doesn't yeah. belong in some guy's basement. It doesn't belong in some private collector that yeah. no one's ever going to see. 
the fans need to see this uh, signed, you know, to Coach Sloan, MVP season thing. I got these jerseys. I got finals jersey. I got some anything. And so I'm kind of posting this, and some guy out of the blue comes up and uh, is trying to tell me my stuff's not authentic. <laughs> and, like, he's a collector, and he might buy some of my stuff, but uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look that authentic or something. He's trying You can tell that the... the well, it's, he, I, in his bait, it's a little unbelievable. It might be, but he's kind of coming in with this. But the one's authenticated by Beckett is authenticated. Yeah. But, so he's kind of coming at it with, uh, well, I don't know. I'll throw a few shekels your way, but, uh, you know, how sources and stuff can be. And, and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm pretty solid that this is all authentic and stuff. And, I mean, I'm not going to get into it over the Twitter with him because I'm too busy arguing about stupid stuff. Well, D-Roy, we're, we're hitting it. I like where you're going with this. I think we need to get a little more in-depth into it on, on the next episode. Oh, we're going to do a to-be-continued? To be we're going to do a to-be-continued. Derek's just got too much good stuff. And I want to roll out another one, so we've got something for you to look forward to next week. So, D-Roy, that being said, my friend, there uh, are... I guess there's uh, two things for certain, Adam. And that would be... Death piles and taxes. <laughs> Yeah.